Broadcasting from Boston, Massachusetts, you're listening to the Technology Equals Equality Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Technology Equals Equality Podcast. I'm your host, Lori Brooks, and this is episode 60. I am super pleased to welcome back to the show today, Kate Erickson, host of Kate's Take the Entrepreneur on Fire audio blog. Kate originally joined us back on episode three when we featured Entrepreneur on Fire, the podcast with host John Lee Dumas. If you haven't had the opportunity to check out episode three, I suggest you pause and go back there now just to check it out. We'll wait, I promise. We won't go any further than just rejoin us when you're ready. Kate, we had the opportunity to have you join us back in 2013 when you had just started your role as the content creator and community organizer for Entrepreneur on Fire, but you have since gone ahead and launched Kate's Take, which is the Entrepreneur on Fire audio blog. So we are super, super excited to welcome you back to Touch Base on Kate take and your journey since so yeah isn't that crazy that it's been two years or well actually gosh nearly three years yes yes it really has it it time flies so thanks for inviting me certainly so tell us a story before we even jump into the transition you know and and the startup of Kate's take why don't you take us back before Entrepreneur on Fire? Because I don't think we really had the opportunity to jump into this story in full. I'd love to know what it was you really thought your future and life was going to realistically be like before you met John, before you were even thinking entrepreneurial journey. Oh, man. I thought that my <laughs> life and you know, my career and my journey was going to look the same way it had for the 10 years before I (laughs) met John or knew about entrepreneurship. Um, You know, and I wasn't very excited about it. Um, Climbing the corporate ladder, getting promotions at jobs, um, hoping to make it into a managerial role, which I had never had before. I was always like an admin. Wherever I worked, I was always in an admin position. Okay. Um, and that's kind of what I thought my future was going to be. And it's so sad to say that now. And I hate that that's <laughs> all that I knew back then. But, you know, that that was my future is just hoping that I would land a job that would actually pay me a salary that where I could live the lifestyle I wanted to live and be proud of my job title. That's That was pretty much my goal. I hear you. I, I totally understand what you mean. <laughs> Before you learn of the entrepreneurial journey or entrepreneurship as a whole or before you take any business management courses, you, you realistically are looking for work. And I think that's the way a lot of us are raised. Here in the U.S., we generally are raised in a way that we think about growing up, getting a stable position where we're going to remain for X, Y, and Z number of years to build up a retirement package of some sort and then retire comfortably. Um, And and that's just not a reality in this day and age. Um, And I think that's why entrepreneurship has become greater interest to the general population, recognizing that there is an ability to create something for yourself, even if it is just a passive income stream and not necessarily an entire business of any sort. Um, When you, of course, 
started with Entrepreneur on Fire and you were doing the uh, content creation and managing the communities, at that point, did you think you were going to begin Kate's Take or begin something on your own in any fashion? No. <laughs> I, I really didn't. I was like, this is a big enough leap for me. The fact that I'm now working with my life partner. Um, you know, that was a huge leap for me. I was really nervous about that. Um, I was nervous about the entire thing. Um, right. Just like becoming an entrepreneur was scary because that I didn't know that. I knew corporate America. I knew a paycheck every two weeks. I knew health insurance and benefits and <laughs> Um, so I, I certainly didn't. And, you know, that was a, a big fear for me to overcome, like starting my podcast and really taking ownership of the things that I contributed to the business right. um, was it was a long journey for me because up to that point, I had never and, and even in the first couple of years and even today, to be completely honest with you, um, you know, I struggle with I mean, I'm a lot better about it today than I have been because now I recognize it and I know what how strong of a limiting belief it's been for me for such a long time. Right. But the whole like self-doubt and like does my voice matter and do people want to hear from me and is what I say important and can it help people and yes. you know the whole imposter syndrome and all of that. So when I first came on board at EO Fire, no way was I starting my own <laughs> podcast or like anything like that. That was like that was a long road. <laughs> right, right. What do you think was the moment that it sparked for you that, that you decided, you know what, I can do this. I'm going to go for it and just try. What do you think was that first thing that sparked that idea for you? Um, you know, I think that I was authoring the blog. So I was writing a lot of the content. Like you said, I was kind of the content creator here at EO Fire. And being the community manager, um, I really got a lot of confidence and momentum built up for me mm -hmm. um, through listening to the community and having people reach out to me and saying thank you and saying, wow, this post that you wrote was really helpful for me. Like, that was kind of little by little, like, helping me gain more confidence mm -hmm. in that what I did have to say was important and that it could help people. But I think the moment, like for Kate's Take specifically, me starting my podcast, I remember um, John said, I think it would be a really cool idea to do an audio blog. So since you're already writing the content and you're not really into the whole like podcasting speaking thing, I will read your posts. So the Entrepreneur on Fire audio blog actually launched long before Kate's Take ever existed, and it right. was John reading my blog post. Right, right. And I remember as he was doing that, it, it maybe lasted like a dozen episodes or something like that. He didn't really do it for a super long time. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember when he did that, something kind of like sparked me, and I, I felt for the first time like, well... Why is, like, why is John launching this? Like, why wouldn't I launch this? This is my writing, and this is, you know, my voice. And um, I remember listening to him record it a couple of times and just kind of thinking in my mind, like, but that's not the way that it works. Like, <laughs> I was listening to him, like, read sentences and stuff and be like, no, you're really supposed to, like, bring that home. Like, <laughs> 
so I would say that those were kind of like the first kind of sparks where yes. I was like, what if I was reading my writing? Right. Um, so yeah. Definitely. And that's funny because what happened, I think, was you were kind of seeing the mirror that wasn't correct and so you had to fix that image and that's funny because sometimes you can have that happen in many different areas of life where you look at something and you're saying to yourself well why didn't I just go ahead and take that on myself and that in and of itself can be that spark to that journey. I'm curious since starting Kate's Take as this is a very different journey than coming on board as the content creator and, and community manager. What do you feel you've learned from starting the actual podcast that you don't think you knew while being the content creator and community manager? What was that unknown for you when you shifted gears? I think probably the most powerful thing, and this has definitely been over time, it's not like I started the audio blog and all of a sudden this just like came to me. I mean, this is maybe, um, we're talking like a year in the making, but it was directly because of the podcast that I feel I was able to finally kind of uncover and discover what it is that I'm best at and how I can make the largest contribution to the business, to our team, to our audience. Um, and it was through the audio blog that I was able to discover that because the audio blog started giving me a connection to my listeners, a connection to our audience as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really helped me find my voice. And through all of those things, through the feedback that I received, um, through the you know falling down and getting back up that I did many times with episodes <laughs> that... You know, I was so, I would literally wake up in the middle of the night and I would think about going and canceling um, the listen (laughs) upload that I did because I was so nervous about like whether the content was going to resonate, whether or not I did a good job of explaining it, you know, second guessing whether or not I should have said something. And through all of those things, I really discovered, um, you know, my love and my expertise for creating systems and for, you know, attention to detail and for figuring out how to break down really complex things and, you know, making them into sizable chunks that are easier to digest and manage and create from. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that's really what I would say the biggest thing that the podcast has done for me is help me discover that. I don't know if I would have come across it I mean certainly not in the same time frame without the podcast you went ahead you started this journey simply because of that spark that was there of recognizing that you wanted to kind of take over and take ownership and full of your own voice but then in and of itself it allowed for you to really begin to find yourself find your voice and figure out what it was you were really contributing as a whole Um, and that's awesome I love that that had its own twist to it that it allowed you to to kind of recognize yourself and contribute you know in an even greater way um, in some of the uh, projects that you're working on in in terms of documenting systems and and things of that sort I think it's an outstanding uh, piece that you've been doing of recent um, and it, I think it's gonna really help the entrepreneur on fire community um, as well as hopefully the the techie community as I send them over to check 
it out and we'll make sure to, to link to, of course, your homepage from our show notes page. But I'm curious, Kate, if you had a time machine and could go back 10 to 15 years and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? Oh, um, well, thank you for your kind words about the podcast and systems and all that. I really do appreciate it. Um, and okay. So if I could go back in a time machine, 10 to 15 years, what would I tell myself? Um, so many things. I think the (laughs) biggest thing that it's so clear to me now, how much it held me back in all areas of my life and like my personal growth is, um, to embrace fear. I always would let fear control my actions, hold me back from doing things that deep down I really wanted to do, Mm -hmm. but I was scared about looking stupid or people making fun of me or not, not making the right decision. And all of these fears controlled what I decided. And it kept me from trying new things. It kept me from putting myself out there. It kept me from having a voice. Um, and you know, that's really sad for me to look back on so many years of my life where I almost kind of feel like they're lost because I wasn't doing anything to like make an impact or to help other people. And that's like one of the biggest things that I've realized is like, I was so scared and like holding all these fears and having them be so inward facing that I never even stopped to think about like how selfish that was of me to let those fears hold me back from doing things that could have been making a really big impact outside of myself. Right. And um, and I wish that I would have known that 10 or 15 years ago because I think a lot of things would have happened differently. That's a good one. I love that. Embrace fear. It definitely will allow you to wake up to that pivot in the journey and kind of, you know, Go with the flow and and not necessarily keep yourself stuck or end up in those procrastination moments that are, you know, generally derived from not embracing that fear and moving forward. That's a good one. I totally needed to have told myself that one years ago, too. So (laughs) now I know that there are probably a billion of one answers to this question. However, I'm hoping that you can pick one, (laughs) maybe a tip or a trick or an application or even a favorite quote that you use on a daily basis to help yourself throughout your journey that you could share with the audience. Uh, So one thing that I can share with the audience that um, is a major productivity tool for me Mm -hmm. um, really helps me keep track of literally everything. I mean, I don't just use this for business. I use it for my life as well. And it is the simplest thing. Like when I first started using it, I was like, this is way too simple for me. There's not enough things going on. (laughs) So I I already assumed that it couldn't really be that helpful for me. Right. And that is workflowy. Have you used this? No, I haven't. Oh, it is like, so I, I heard so many people talking about Evernote. Everybody is so obsessed with Evernote. It's like one of the top recommended tools out there. Um, And if you're not, excuse me, if you're not familiar with Evernote, it's basically kind of like a note-taking and bookmarking system um, 
to where you can take notes, you can bookmark sites that you want to visit later, etc, etc. Um, work, and, and it would just seem like too complicated for me. I tried to use it. Um, I put the extension on my Chrome browser, but I, I couldn't make the connection. I didn't see how this was going to help me. It actually seemed like it was more work than before I was using it. Right. Um, and that's when I came across Workflowy, and it's just an online note-taking system. There's a great app for it that syncs up. So whether I'm on my mobile device, whether I'm on my laptop computer, no matter where I am, I can go into my Workflowy. And that's where I take notes. I make checklists. I give myself reminders. Um, anything and everything is in my workflow, and I absolutely love it. Nice. I love that. It sounds similar to OneNote, just like Evernote, kind of the, the Microsoft version or the Apple Notes kind of uh, system. So excellent. I will definitely link to that from the show notes page, and I'll be checking that out myself. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So the show is really designed to, you know, help entrepreneurs come up with ideas to solve the pain in an industry that they haven't thought of. And of course, you know this from having joined us on episode two. But Kate, we'd absolutely love to help you now with Kate's take. And I'm curious, if you had this magical wand and you could change anything at all in your business right now, what would it be and why? Oh, that would be me being too much in the business. Um, (laughs) Even though we've, like, grown a team and we have an incredible team, we have uh, five virtual team members who help us here at EO Fire, Mm -hmm. and every single one of them is amazing in their own right at what they do. Um, I need to, if I had a magic wand, I would just like delegate all the things I know I shouldn't be doing. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I call that? I call it wino syndrome. It's working Uh, in, not on the business. At all times, I I call it wino syndrome with all of my advisors. Like, you're just in wino mode, dude. You got to get out of it and and get back to focusing on the bigger picture. So, yeah, I I absolutely crack up with that one because we're all guilty of it. We are all guilty of it, and we all get way too much into doing what we do but you know there there's definitely times when we've got to take that step back and really look at the whole picture in order to move forward and you know I keep thinking that I'm going to wave the wand and create new team members too and they they haven't shown up yet so as soon as they do I will let you know that you know and and we can share (laughs) but Kate please share the best way for our listeners to find you Absolutely. Uh, Everything that John and I do is over at eofire.com. We'll connect to it through the show notes page. But Kate, you've been absolutely wonderful. I thank you, thank you once again for joining us today. Lori, thank you so much for having me. It was great reconnecting, and I really appreciate everyone who's tuning in to listen. Thank you so much. Certainly. Remember to always take different situations, complex moments, and and learn how to break them down into easy chunks of information so that you can move through them a lot quicker throughout your day. And don't forget to reach out to Kate Erickson at eofire.com. You can always reach her through our show notes page at technology-equality.com 
forward slash Kate Erickson. Kate, thank you once again for joining us this afternoon to share your time and expertise. We truly appreciate you checking in on the techie community once again. And techie community, thank you guys for tuning in. If you're enjoying the episodes, please don't hesitate to click that subscribe button over in iTunes or on Podbean, whichever platform it is that you use to listen to the show. And until our next episode, when we continue to hear the journey, find the pain and create solutions. Enjoy the week.